Hey, man, let me tell you something about Superstar Bill Dundee. I work with Superstar, man, night after night after night. Man, I learned a lot from that guy. Big as a minute. Maybe he's 5'7". Should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, had tremendous fire. Had tremendous uh, mean streak as a heel. Uh, was a great trash talker, a great promo. Uh, I loved working with Superstar Bill Dundee, man. Brother, now I know some people say, well, he's bragging today, he's all fired up. Yeah, but if you've got something good, you tell the people, brother. Team around here. We done whooped them all, brother. And if they line them up now, we could do it again. If you took the Road Warriors, Jerry and I could whoop them. If you took the Freebirds, Jerry and I could whoop them. If you took the Rock and Roll Express, Jerry and I could whoop them. We whooped Joe LaDuke, Jean-Louis, the Valiant Brothers. We done whooped them all. We could beat the Fabulous Ones. We could beat the Sheep Herders. We could whoop everybody, brother. Now, I know some people say, well, he's bragging today. He's all fired up. Yeah, but if you've got something good, you tell the people's brother. The King and the Superstar were near on Jack. They're the best there is. And that's all I got to say. Welcome to Superstar Bill Dundee's Wrestling Memories Podcast. This is Rex Luther. If you've uh, had trouble finding us, because uh, it's because we haven't been there. Um, I did an interview with Lucky P. Larson, the Esquire, the USA Wrestling Manager. He seems to be a uh, legitimate attorney. He's actually kept Bill Dundee in uh, court much of the month of December, keeping us from going forward or airing the podcast. Um, I guess we could have went forward, but uh, we would have had to air it in its entirety. He had a lot of misinformation regarding um, mostly the things we were concerned about. Is a lot of the uh, misinformation that he gave out about the uh, Doug Gilbert, uh, Gilbert family. He was the previous manager of Dangerous Doug Gilbert. And, um, they did not part ways amicably. We just uh, didn't feel it was right to put out the uh, misinformation, so uh, we haven't done the podcast. So we've got all that worked out. Most of the interview will have to be played contractually, but we were able to keep some items out. I do want to clear up some of the misinformation that will go out. USA Championship Wrestling, the television program, was aired on WBBJ Channel 7, Jackson, Tennessee. That's where you'll find it. That's the name of the program. That's the channel and the time. The match schedule on December 8th at the Omen Arena by USA Wrestling. Dangerous Doug Gilbert was going to defend the USA heavyweight title against Kevin Zion, managed also by Lucky P. Larson, Esquire. And um, that match, uh, that, those matches were actually uh, postponed due to equitable weather in Jackson, Tennessee. It's rescheduled for January 5th at the Omen Arena. Also on that card will be uh, Tommy Wildfire Ridge taking over, Jerry the King Lawler. But Dangerous Doug Gilbert will defend the USA heavyweight title against Kevin Zion, managed by Lucky P. Larson, and uh, see how that works out. But what you will hear in just a few moments, uh, most of the interview I did with Lucky, uh, comments on Superstar Bill Dundee, and we'll be back at a normal schedule. I appreciate you guys finding us. Thank you for tuning in to the Superstar Bill Dundee Wrestling Memories Podcast. That was one of the most unethical things I've ever seen in my 50 years in wrestling. Thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. You- I told you. I told you, shut up, you might learn something. Can I say something? No, you can't say anything until I'm done talking. All right, you can say something now. I changed my mind, you can't say anything. I can talk louder than you can yell. I still have it. It says, to the wrestling lawyer, stay cool. And I got so, a question for you. Sure. Who was the first wrestler you ever managed? 
first wrestler I ever managed, that would be Mike Rapata. That's what I knew the answer. Be Mike in, in a tag team match, but it was it was through Mike. In fact, basically, to answer your question, I had gotten to know Mike again by going to some of their local shows, and I also got to know Burt Prentice a little bit, and he asked me if I ever had a dream in wrestling that he could maybe help me achieve, and I said, well, yes, I, I would love to, uh, well, I'm not going to get into it now, but I, I mentioned a certain talent in the wrestling business, I bet you can probably figure out who that might be, and he said, yeah, I don't think I can do that, little did he know that a few years later, he actually wouldn't come close to that, but anyway, um, so he said, well, yeah, I can't do that. You know, anything else? I said, well, I'm way too fat, old, and out of shape to be a wrestler. He said, but you know what you could do? You'd be a good heel manager. You have that ability that people will just hate you. I said, uh, thank you, I think. And so I was given the opportunity to manage the Joker and the Riddler, which was Mike Rapata as the Joker and Anthony Ingram as the Riddler against... Daniel Leeds and LT Falk on a show at the Omen Arena about three odd years ago. And that was the first match I ever did, and it was quite the lesson in how these things should go, are supposed to go, and often don't go. It was it was quite a quite an intriguing match and an unexpected <laughs> end to the match, so to speak. Um, a lot of people I've talked to, uh, wrestlers, Stepping back from the fans, who, who well, I'll go ahead and hit the fans. You have a legion of lucky. I do. I, I this, and, and I, I would be the first to admit, I, you know, I, I am more than happy for the support. I don't totally understand why so many people have have taken to my character, but hey, I have to disclose that um, I actually um, was one of the initial members uh, of the Legion of Lucky, yes, and. You were. Uh, uh, but it, seriously, people have spent years in this business and they don't get that kind of response. And all of a sudden, people are having meetings and organizing uh, sign-carrying campaigns. Yeah, it's it's uh, remarkable. I've got the Legion of Lucky uh, page on Facebook, the Legion of Lucky YouTube page where they put up videos of all the stuff that either I am involved in or my Legion of Lucky stable is involved in. There's the Lucky P. Larson page on Facebook. Uh, it's it's all over the Legion of Lucky page, the Lucky page, the Legion of Lucky Facebook page. I, you know, hey, uh, and we've got something like ten different T-shirts already out there that people are wearing. They've made different shirts for each different event. We even had one show in Burns, Tennessee, which we called uh, the Homecoming, because the previous time we were there, the crowd was probably sixty to seventy percent rooting for us, and we were the bad guys. And so we didn't come back there for a while. And when we did, we called it the homecoming. And I'll never forget, I was managing Christian James in a six-man match. And we got in the ring, and Christian James looked at me and said, and I'm going to, if you know Christian James, you'll know that I'll probably have to paraphrase this a little bit from the way he would have expressed it. But he said uh, something along the lines of, golly, are we the good guys here? Oh, God. And uh, I said, well, if you're with me, yeah, kind of. And it's, you know, it's amazing. I And yet, I've got the people that truly hate me. I've had one person send me a message on Facebook that said, I want you to know I hate you for real and hope you burn in hell. So, hey, you know. Uh, that uh, sounds like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Apparently. I remember the first uh, uh, printing a run of your T-shirts. Uh, they were hard to get. They, they went so fast. I mean, it they, was, Yeah, I sold out two batches of those T-shirts. This is not the... Um, this is not the teeny boppers. Uh, this is no. not the, uh, the hot young rookie coming up. Uh, this is the uh, middle-aged lawyer from uh, 
suburbia yeah. and uh, t-shirts are going like hotcakes and it's, um, it's amazing I mean we have stickers we've got thing we've got don't blame me I voted for Lucky P those were big again over the election I've got Lucky P has a posse stickers which pop up everywhere around here I've got we've got the Legion of Lucky shirts we've got the Legion of Lucky crest shirts we've got the Legion of Lucky homecoming shirts we've got the uh, Legion of Lucky uh, world world reunion shirt we've got the uh, this is my lucky shirt for St. Patrick's Day, which was a green shirt. We've got uh, it's just it's unbelievable the imagination that some of these guys in the Legion have when they create these things. And you know they've got amazing signs at these shows that the support is is remarkable. Yeah, you know, it, I, it doesn't even matter who you're managing, but uh, the Legion is there. They've got their signs, and I know I've been to uh, a couple matches uh, right in a row. And here comes Jerry the King Lawler out, and. Uh, doesn't matter who he's facing, he's, he's looking at you and he's looking around the crowd and he's walking up to them and seeing the different signs and reading their jokes and, um, yeah. you know, it's... Uh, I've managed against Lawler many, many times. I have managed Doug Gilbert many times against Jerry Lawler, one in a steel cage with Jimmy Hart managing uh, Jerry Lawler, the referee was Jerry Calhoun in a cage. That was a career highlight. I've managed the Moondog a couple times against him. I've managed Kevin Zion against him. I've managed Jeremy Moore against him. I've managed Bam Bam Bundy against him. Uh, you name it, if they're around here, I have managed them against Jerry Lawler, and, and I'm uh, still looking for a win. You've, you've actually, uh, from a managing standpoint, looked across the ring at uh, Jimmy Hart, Jimmy Cornette. Yeah, in fact, not only have I looked across the ring, I have been belted with Jimmy Hart's megaphone. I've been hit with Jim Cornette's tennis racket. Rikishi hit me with a steel chair. Rob Conway has hit me. Jerry Lawler has hit me. Bill Dundee has hit me. Uh, Coco Beware has hit me. The Rock and Roll Express have both decked me. And uh, unfortunately, within the last week or so, Doug Gilbert turned on me and hit me with a baseball bat. Uh, you know, and that's, that's a ridiculously crazy list for someone of this generation getting into the business and being able to put on their resume that they've actually worked with and been involved with so quickly in their career. Yeah, and I've also, as I indicated earlier, I've been uh, managed by and been involved in storylines with Lanny Poffo. I have managed... Uh, God's gift to the world, Katarina Lee Waters, Katie Lee Birchall, Winter, Nikita, heavy sigh. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I, so I, I've uh, been involved with, you know, I, I managed uh, Tommy Rich. Uh, I guess it's now maybe not the greatest thing to say, but I did manage James Ellsworth against Jerry Lawler once as well. Um, Has he called you on that? No, 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 no. We'll stay away from that. Yeah, I'll stay away from that. I don't know anything about that. I have no comment. But, um, but uh, I, I just did, didn't know if he needed lucky services no, and peace no, services. He's, he's got somebody okay. else, I think, already responding for him. But um, all I can say is I, I hope that things turn out well for him. Uh, if he didn't do it, then you know, so be it. Um, but anyway, I managed him against uh, Lawler. In fact, that was. One incredible, incredible event because I don't know if you remember, but that was on Sunday a afternoon Sunday show. afternoon at Omen Arena, and I believe it was Sat Friday afternoon that was the funeral of, of uh, Jerry's son. So yeah. it was Ron Christopher's and, funeral yeah. that Friday, and then uh, yeah, it was um, an incredibly emotional. And you know, normally, Burt Prentice had the uh, tribute and that yeah. special. Thanks for the fans for uh, And normally when uh, I manage against uh, Jerry Lawler, I usually cut a promo before the match, and I told him then, I said, I'm, I'm not going to say a word. I, said, I just don't have it in me. So, But the fact that he was 
still there and you know still wrestled and still put on a show you know it shows his dedication to the fans absolutely and um, glad to see him taking some time off now and kind of readjusting but uh, uh, yeah that was, that was uh, talked to a lot of fans and a very emotional show um, now uh, the television show USA Championship Wrestling there in Jackson it is on I should say also for the record I also managed against Brian Christopher many 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 times so I was, I was actually, I got to be friends with Brian. So it's, you know. Anyway, well, um, what is, uh, what have you got coming up soon? You got a show in uh, yeah, December eighth. We've got a show December eighth where Dangerous Doug Gilbert is going to basically get payback for turning on me in the Legion of Lucky because his first title defense will be his last title defense because the Age of Zion, the Kevin Zion show, is going to take his title. I told everybody, and Lucky P. Larson, Esquire, has never told a lie a day in his life. And I told everybody that Dangerous Doug Gilbert was going to beat Bam Bam Bundy, who I have also managed in the past, and was going to take his title, and I was right. And December 8th, I'm telling you all now that Kevin Zion is going to take Doug Gilbert's title. And I'm going to be right again. Well, I have to say, uh, over the last couple of years, you've pretty much had the USA Heavyweight title in your possession, and your stable. A lot. Now, uh, I have managed uh, the Joker over Kevin Zion for the title. I managed the Joker over LT Falk for the title. I managed the Joker in a triple threat match with Kevin Zion and Thorne for the title. I managed the Joker over Todd Curry for the title. I managed Toby Farley for the title over Mike Rapata and Kevin Zion in a triple threat match. That's uh, five plus Doug Gilbert over Bundy is six. USA Heavyweight Championship reigns. I also managed Vordell Walker and Purple Haze over the Young Lions for the tag titles, which was very personally satisfying to me. I also managed Bam Bam Bundy to the SPWA Championship in Mississippi. So yeah, I've, I've done pretty well for somebody who uh, has just gotten involved in this business um, fairly recently. Eat your vitamins, say your prayers. Sounds like you need to sign, sign with Lucky to get gold in the USA. Yeah, that uh, would be a good way to, to get relevant. So uh, December 8th, the Omen Arena, USA December Wrestling. December 8th, the Omen Arena, and then there will be some shows throughout Middle Tennessee, Christmas shows that kids get free toys everyone is admitted for free even though you are actually getting to see lucky p larson esquire and that's worth the price of admission alone we're letting you in free because it's christmas and even lucky you know, p has a heart bert prentice and usa wrestling has been doing that for over 25 years and uh, uh has helped a lot of people a lot of families in december always free admission and people you know he goes out he was in uh, memphis the other day last week um at jerry lawler's house and they were uh, collecting toys, and he always Saw that. works really, really hard, as always, during the year. But uh, it's a big And event. Lucky P. Larson Esquire has been named the Goodwill Ambassador this year. So show everybody out there that you support Lucky P. Larson Esquire and his Legion of Lucky and bring toys for the kids. Well, uh, I appreciate you coming by and visiting with us, Pete. And, I appreciate uh, you keeping Bill Dundee away well, from here while take, I was here. Well, we're just going to take one break. We'll be right back with uh, Lucky. Rex Luther here with the uh, Superstar Bill Dundee Wrestling Memories Podcast uh, under a little duress because uh, we had extended some invitations um, to have some guests at uh, Universal Heartthrob Austin Idol last week and uh, actually we had uh, a rising star that's made a lot of waves in the wrestling business over the last couple of years and uh, Lucky P uh, currently managing Dangerous Doug Gilbert I think Thing. I'm not sure about that. Uh, we might have to check the contract. Yeah, but uh, I don't know about that. He's right the now. Uh, USA heavyweight champion. Damn angry. Um, 
but Lucky P would not agree to be on the podcast uh, with um, Superstar here. So, uh, oddly enough, he is asked to meet at uh, King Cherry Lawler's Barbecue um, here in Memphis. And uh, says he actually came into town looking at some properties, some restaurants that he's going to uh, forcibly take over. So, I don't know the meaning of that. But um, Lawler will find out soon enough. But um, he is headed to Bill Street after this, so we'll see. Um, but uh, we do have Lucky P. And... Um, that's Lucky P. Larson, Esquire. Oh, excuse me. Uh, but, um, and I've uh, actually had the chance with this guest to see, I think, from the beginnings of your career till now. And uh, it's been quite a ride over the last three or four years. And uh, now if I could just, uh, I don't know if we need a doctor here, but I want to separate Lucky P. And I want to talk to Pete for just a few minutes. Can we go back into yesteryear and where this, um, I got in the blood? I suppose I suppose I could maybe turn them off for just a minute for you. Okay. Since you paid me high dollars to do this. Well, uh, seriously, Pete, uh, where, where do you remember your first memories of watching wrestling or a live match? Or well, that's easy because I I know for a fact that I have been watching this and a huge fan since before WrestleMania one. Uh, I remember distinctly going with my father. I'm from the world's greatest city, and whether I'm Pete or Lucky P. Larson Esquire, both of us believe the greatest city in the world is Boston, Massachusetts, home of the world champion Boston Red Sox. Uh, but I used to go to Boston Garden every single month with my dad. In fact, my dad reminded me when he was here for Thanksgiving just a couple weeks ago that he even one day was really sick with a fever and still took me to Boston Garden because I insisted on going to see wrestling. And then when I went to college in Boston, I would go every month with some friends. Who, who were the, 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 the crop of stars that you remember initially starting to see? Well, back then it was, unfortunately, Hulk Hogan and Jimmy Snuka and Junkyard Dog and Hillbilly Jim, Andre the Giant, and then of course my all-time favorite who I can tell you a number of stories about later if you care is the greatest of all time in my opinion, Rowdy Roddy Piper, who was my idol in wrestling and uh, all his progeny, Cowboy Bob Orton, Paul Orndorff, John Studd, King Kong Bundy, all those guys around that time. It was the, the mid to early 80s right before WrestleMania started and of course I guess I had a little bit of Lucky P in me even back then because I always rooted for the bad guys. Absolutely hated Hulk Hogan. Was not a Hulkamaniac. Wanted him to lose every single time. And always rooted for Roddy Piper. It just, I just knew it. I was way ahead of my time. What can I say? Uh, let's jump ahead to college. Made a couple road trips maybe. That's where the starting of the road trips. Because you're famous for popping up anywhere. I, I When I was in college... I made some good friends who were big wrestling fans, and we used to say to each other that if WrestleMania ever was close enough to us, we would go. At that point, you know, we were college students and didn't exactly have the means or ability or funds or uh, really the uh, travel ability either to, to just take off in the middle of school in April and go. But after I graduated college and went to law school, then we started following it a little more closely as to where it was and soon thereafter when Wrestlemania hit in Atlanta we went and because that was close enough to where we were and from that point forward I've been to every single one of the last eight Wrestlemanias in Atlanta, in Miami, in New York, in uh, Dallas, New Orleans, Orlando, San Jose, New Orleans again. I'm going back to New York this year and amazingly you know, I, 
never occurred to me as I'm watching this and enjoying the heck out of it. And you know, go yeah, wait just a minute. Now, all of us kids, ten-year-old kids or twenty-year-old kids, whatever, something pops in our head. And oh, I'd love to do this, but then you kind of pull yourself back to reality, and it's not me. No, no, no. I, I realized long ago that I was never going to play first base for the Red Sox, uh, but you know, I always, I always have had the ability. I know this is going to come as a shock to you, especially given the fact that I am a real lawyer. I only don't only play one on TV, but I actually am a real lawyer and have been for 25 years. Talking is not something I have a problem with. I'm not really shy. No, really. No, I know it. I know it surprises you. Uh, so, no, I always thought, hey, you know what? If given the opportunity, I, I would love to get in front of a camera. I would love to see what goes on behind the curtain. I would love to get involved. Honestly, didn't think I ever would. Now, uh, I, I've been privy to some of your collections. Conventions, WrestleManias, everything associated with those signings. I have seen your collection of pictures. It yeah. is enormous. The, uh, the yeah, biggest collection that I've ever seen in my life. I've um, got somewhere, I think, in the neighborhood of about a thousand different pictures with me with various wrestlers from the olden days to the 80s to modern wrestlers to people that are coming up that some people don't even know yet. You know, all the the biggest stars from Roddy Piper, of course, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, The Undertaker, Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, you as many them. spots as I've seen you in <clears throat> as a fan, you had to start to pick up something. Or uh, I know you were starting to be known as uh, the guy that takes the pictures or the lawyer from Tennessee or something. Um, yeah. You started to get some kind of rapport with them. I, I did, and I started to make some friends in wrestling as well. Uh, my closest friend in wrestling is uh, Lanny Poffo, the genius. Weeping Lanny Poffo, the brother of the Macho Man. How did that start out? I actually met Lanny in Miami before WrestleCon ever started. And WrestleCon's been around for several years. I think the first WrestleCon was in New York. So this would have been the second WrestleMania I went to, which I think would have been WrestleMania 28 in Miami. And I met him there after Wrestle Reunion, which was a precursor to WrestleCon. I got to know him a little bit there, and then we just started talking on the phone about some things involving, believe it or not, the Red Sox. And he and I just kept uh, conversing with each other and got to know each other. And I think he's just a phenomenal guy. He's been very helpful to me. I've had the honor of working with him, actually. Uh, he managed me in my very first match when I actually wrestled, which I won, by the way. Uh, you know, so he's, he's a great guy. And through him, I've gotten to know some other people. It was because of him that I got to spend some quality time with Roddy Piper before he unfortunately passed away, which is something I'll always cherish, and I have a video of that on my phone, and keep, I take it with me wherever I go. So, yeah, I've gotten to know some people. I've also gotten to know uh, Daphne very well. I actually helped represent her at one point, because as I said, I am a real lawyer. I also have represented some of the Glow Girls, if you remember mm -hmm. Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. So I've got I've gotten to know several. If you can't say anything, you can't. But I uh, understand you uh, actually, as a lawyer, you represented Daphne in um, uh, some matters concerning, uh, was it WCW? Or? It was TNA. TNA. So you actually, uh, as a lawyer, have taken on the battle of TNA. So, yeah. Well, and the only reason that I, I actually would be willing to talk about that is she has done a Diva Diaries shoot interview where she mentioned me by name as one of her lawyers involved in that action so it, it's already she has put that out in the public or I wouldn't have brought it up but yes Pete I, I met you outside of Nashville at USA Wrestling Burt Prentice's USA Wrestling about three years ago and um, 
we kind of uh, took to each other after that, being able to talk to each other and share our love of wrestling. Um, how did you come to find USA and, and meet Bart Prince? Believe it or not, as much as I have met many, 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 many wrestlers, big, small, short, tall, fat, thin, male, female, from the 2000s back to the 70s, the very first wrestler I ever knew personally was Mike Rapata. And that's because his cousin was the receptionist at my law firm something like 20 odd years ago. The very first picture I ever got from a wrestler was from Mike Rapata. Well, you know, um, it's uncommon. I, I, I sometimes travel with uh, Bill Dundee and uh, we go into a McDonald's gas station, where we stop and uh, the emotion, whether they're uh, you know, uh, whatever the age, they can come up and tell you a story of their grandmother or their, they, they remember watching wrestling with their father or some story connected with that time period in, in wrestling and in Memphis history. But it's unusual to find that kind of passion or response. And uh, uh, Pete, we were just talking about uh, it's your matches, um, uh, how involved you get into uh, Lucky P and the response you've been getting from the Luck, uh, Legion of Lucky, and uh, we said it was jokes and signs, but um, something's going on there. And we're actually, I told you earlier that we were uh, taping this uh, Jerry Lawler's uh, barbecue place in Cordova, Tennessee. And um, I don't know if uh, uh, Jerry made a call because Lucky P's in here because we just kind of took over the place and, uh, for our podcast, but the uh, Mandarin Duty was going to um, have us uh, ejected. And uh, some um, customers, um, protested and let them know that they were actually enjoying the show and uh, 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 hearing uh, the conversation uh, that we weren't recording about the history of wrestling and uh, come to find out um, a couple of customers actually came over and talked to us and it's a retired lawmaker and circuit judge and uh, it's very interesting conversation and uh, that's the kind of passion that is still out there for professional wrestling and uh, just wanted to share that with you that uh and Lucky P really thinks that there's a conspiracy and that he's got a bone to pick with Jerry Lawler for getting him kicked out of the barbecue place here. But uh, we'll see. Oh, we prevailed. I threatened to file suit, so we're still here. All right. Anyway. Well, um, what, is, uh, what have you got coming up soon? You've got a show on uh, yeah, December 8th? We've got a show December 8th where Dangerous Doug Gilbert is going to basically get payback for turning on me in the Legion of Lucky because his first title defense will be his last title defense because the Age of Zion, the Kevin Zion show, is going to take his title. I told everybody, and Lucky P. Larson, Esquire, has never told a lie a day in his life. And I told everybody that Dangerous Doug Gilbert was going to beat Bam Bam Bundy, who I have also managed in the past, and was going to take his title, and I was right. And December 8th, I'm telling you all now that Kevin Zion is going to take Doug Gilbert's title. And I'm going to be right again. Well, I have to say, uh, over the last couple of years, you've pretty much had the USA Heavyweight title in your possession and your stable. A lot. Now, uh, I have managed uh, the Joker over Kevin Zion for the title. I managed the Joker over LT Falk for the title. I managed the Joker in a triple threat match with Kevin Zion and Thorne for the title. I managed the Joker over Todd Curry for the title. I managed Toby Farley for the title over Mike Rapata and Kevin Zion in a triple threat match. That's uh, five, plus Doug Gilbert over Bundy is six USA Heavyweight Championship reigns. I also managed Vordell Walker and Purple Hayes over the Young Lions for the tag titles. 
which was very personally satisfying to me. I also managed Bam Bam Bundy to the SPWA Championship in Mississippi. So yeah, I've, I've done pretty well for somebody who uh, has just gotten involved in this business um, fairly recently. Eat your vitamins, say your prayers. Sounds like you need to sign, sign with Lucky to get gold in the USA. That, yeah, that uh, would be a good way to, to get relevant. So uh, December 8th, the Omen Arena, USA December Wrestling. December 8th, the Omen Arena, and then there will be some shows throughout Middle Tennessee, the Christmas shows that kids get free toys, everyone is admitted for free, even though you are actually getting to see Lucky P. Larson Esquire and that's worth the price of admission alone, we're letting you in free because it's Christmas and even Lucky you P. Know, has a heart. Bert Prentice and USA Wrestling has been doing that for over 25 years and uh, uh, has helped a lot of people, a lot of families, and December always free admission and people, you know, he goes out. He was in uh, Memphis the other day, last week, um, at Jerry Lawler's house. and. They were uh, collecting toys, and he always Saw that. works really, really hard, as always, during the year. But uh, it's a big And Lucky family. P. Larson Esquire has been named the Goodwill Ambassador this year. So show everybody out there that you support Lucky P. Larson Esquire and his Legion of Lucky and bring toys for the kids. Well, uh, I appreciate you coming by and visiting with us, Pete. And, I appreciate uh, you keeping Bill Dundee away well, from here while take, I was here. Well, we're just going to take one break. We'll be right back with uh, Lucky. Uh, another fact, Lane Poffo is... Uh, close friend and you're a fan but one of your I guess favorites Roddy Roddy, Roddy Piper, Piper. Yeah. greatest of all time in my opinion and I was just showing you the video of uh, when I got to spend a few minutes with him in a restaurant in New Orleans where it was just me Piper Sergeant Slaughter Piper's son uh, Lanny and a friend of mine from Amsterdam and we were there they were keeping the fans out of the hotel, but because I was meeting Lanny for dinner, he came and got us, and we went in there, and I got the opportunity to talk to Piper and tell him what he meant to me and how much he meant to me, and it just, it was amazing. I mean, you, and it, as I said, that wasn't the first time I'd met him, but that was the first time I got to just basically be with him on his own and not in a convention atmosphere, but the first time that happened, I was with my friend from college, and this was probably the third or fourth WrestleMania we'd been to and one of the last times we went to Access because now I typically go to WrestleCon because I just want to see how many more people there are that I haven't met yet uh, plus I know so many people they recognize me they remember me and you know it's fun to do that but at this point I had not met a whole lot yet and we were in lines for the legends and I don't even remember who the legends were that were up there because I was so blindsided when I heard one of the ushers say that Roddy Piper was coming out next. So even though we were almost to the front of the line, we let everybody go past us and we said, yeah, we're just gonna wait. And then Piper came out and I basically started like frothing at the mouth and drooling and was telling him just as best I could in the you know quick little cattle call that those things are, what he meant to me. And he told me, he said, I'll tell you what, when this is over, wait around for a few minutes and I'll talk to you. And I don't know if you've been to Access, but when they finish one session, they shuttle you out of there so fast your head will spin. And they, those security guards didn't care that Roddy Piper told me to wait. They were going to arrest me if I didn't leave instantly. And Piper saw it, came over and told the guy to leave me alone and sat there and chatted with me for a minute or two. Pretty cool. So, yeah, he's just... And so, you know, Lanny uh, was the one that called me to tell me that he had passed away. And I sat at my desk in my office and cried for about 20 minutes. Let's um, see. I've seen a lot of wrestlers go, but that that hit me harder than anybody. Um, Pete, uh, 
it's uh, easy to see why the fans respond to you because you certainly carry a great deal of passion for the business, for the fans, um, for the wrestlers, and um, it shows through. It really does. I, I appreciate that. I, I've said that one of the, the two biggest compliments I've ever gotten in this business was one, uh, a wrestler who had been at this for years, a former world champion, actually told me one time that wrestling had become a job for him, but working with me in a match, he saw how much fun I was having, that he said he couldn't help but have fun again. I took that as a real compliment. And the other was a comment made by a couple very well-known personalities in this business who have been mentioned already in this podcast. I won't specify which ones, but they have been mentioned. And two of them actually said to the USA Championship locker room uh, that I had the most passion they'd seen of anybody in there. And that that was something that you know was yeah, that needed. That seems to be a reoccurring theme that I, I hear whispered about here and there. Uh, if you had to say, who would you say that... Um, what moment or match is most memorable? What experience since you've been on that side of the fence? Since I've been on, on since I've been, I like to say I'm an outsider on the inside now, because I, you know, I still don't think that I've earned the, the right to call myself an insider in a business that I've followed for, you know, 35 years plus that I've been involved in for three. But as an outsider on the inside. Uh, getting to work with so many of these incredible legends that you know are amazing to me. Uh, you know, getting to be in the locker room for uh, the match that Jerry Lawler had with Terry Funk, and getting to just sit and talk to Terry Funk—incredible night. It, it was—I mean, it was incredible. And the dichotomy between Terry Funk the person and Terry Funk the wrestler is just mind-boggling. I mean, it just was incredible to sit and just chat with him, you know. You know, uh, I, I was there that night, you know, at one of Burt Prentice's bigger shows. Uh, uh, biggest I've been on. Yeah, it's, uh, I would have to say that's the night uh, in the last 20 years that I can say that I, I transformed me back in time. I felt like a 10-year-old kid standing at ringside watching that match, and it just, uh, uh, that's the kind of environment that, that USA is bringing to wrestling fans. Yeah, and Terry Funk came back in the locker room. His hair was still smoking from the fireball Jerry Lawler threw at him. I mean, it was just amazing just to sit there and, you know, and get to be in the locker room with the Rock and Roll Express, with, you know, with uh, to go out with Rikishi after a show. You know, I got to know Brian Christopher very well. I've gotten to know Jerry Lawler. I've gotten to know Bill Dundee, Coco Beware. I've been in the locker room with Rocky Johnson a couple times. Uh, you know, I got to go to Cauliflower Alley this last year in know that. Las Vegas and actually got to uh, manage Matt Riviera, Matt, Matt, Matt Riviera. <laughs> um, it, you know, it was it was something. You know, I've gotten to experience a lot and getting to be at the after party at two WrestleManias, you know, that's a thrill, getting to, you know, see these people and talk to them. And, you know, I had the opportunity to talk to Shane McMahon back, you know, at the last party and, Told him how grateful I was for all the entertainment he'd given, you know, over the years, and he seemed genuinely grateful that I'd spent the time, effort, and money to go to the last eight WrestleManias. Yeah. So, well, are there is there an immediate wish list or, or goals for Lucky P? Well, yeah, right now to show Doug Gilbert that he never should have turned on me and to lead Kevin Zion to the USA Heavyweight Championship. Because if Kevin Zion and I fought over the USA Heavyweight Championship so many times, imagine what we could do together with it. Well, what have you got going on with uh, LT Fall? 
like, LT Falk, I'll tell you, is another ingrate. LT Falk is somebody who was, it was all about LT Falk, the man of the future with Lucky P. Larson Esquire last year. We were taking LT Falk to heights. His career had not been in a long time, if ever. And then he was supposed to be at this Omen Arena show and boom, he wasn't there. No idea what happened to him. No call, no phone call, no email, no text, no carrier pigeon, no mail, nothing. So I have no idea what's going on, and he doesn't show up to TV the next day. He's not there. So, fine, we move on. Kevin Zion and I reach an agreement, reach an understanding. USA Championship Wrestling becomes transformed into the Kevin Zion show. I'm leading Kevin uh, Zion. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Has, has Bert, did you tell Bert about that? It doesn't matter what Bert uh, Prentice thinks. Uh, it is the Kevin Zion show, yeah. the age of Zion. Learn to live with it because that's what's happening. You know, and, and if everyone out there shuts up, they might learn something. It is the Kevin Zion show. And while I'm out there, LT Falk shows up unannounced, unbeknownst to anybody. He shows up and he turns on Kevin Zion and Trent Taylor, another guy I manage right now, up and coming young superstar. Uh, you know, I mostly manage right now Kevin Zion. Trent Taylor, Sean Hoodridge, the Cardiovascular Massacre, Athleticism Personified. You know, I've been fortunate to work with him on a couple of uh, NGW shows that were actually on Twitch. I was even involved in a combination Impact Wrestling NGW show where I managed Sean Hoodridge against Moose. Mm -hmm. So you know, I've, I've managed to do some pretty cool things. All right. Now, what show was that? On the Kevin Zion show. You can watch the Kevin um, Zion show. IP, come lucky. Uh, you say it's on the Right Now TV, it's, it's Matt more, Riviera Associated? It, yeah, Matt Riviera is associated with uh, Right Now TV, which is growing by leaps and bounds. And it's also on WBBJ on Saturday nights. You can look for the Kevin Zion show. Okay, no. Uh, some no, people I, still I, might uh, refer to it as USA Championship that's Wrestling. Bart Prentice's USA Championship Wrestling. You can, in Jackson, Tennessee there, you can go to WBBJ. Uh, Eyewitness 7. Every Saturday night at 10.30, and it is USA Championship Wrestling Television That's what I said, Program. the Kevin Zion okay, Show. Okay, lucky. Uh, all right, well, you know... It's I, all about Lucky P. Larson yeah. Esquire. You know, you ran through a list of... Uh, I'm getting a couple texts here. Uh, I think Bert and uh, Superstar... Well, yeah, um, you ran through a list of a lot of young and upcoming guys, and you would say that uh, you, you were the manager of the champion and the next champion and the next champion, and that seems to uh, go along with what some of these guys are sending in to me, that... Uh, a lawyer is coming into wrestling and just uh, taking advantage of young never, talent. Never, um, never. I have never taken advantage of anybody. They, have, if anything, have uh, ridden my coattails and have basically taken advantage of me. I've never turned on anybody. I am loyal to a fault. Lucky P. Larson Esquire has never told a lie a day in his life. I've never cheated. I have never done anything wrong. I'm a winner. Just like the New England Patriots, I do everything fair and square. Uh, yeah, I just got a, uh, a text from uh, Burt Prentice, USA Wrestling, that uh, you are giving out false information about the television programming name. It is USA Championship Wrestling. That's what I said, not the, the Kevin Zion okay. Show. And also, uh, Bill Dundee just sent me a message that uh, you probably need to leave and go back to Nashville. and that. Uh, well, he can leave and go back to Australia. <sighs> Wow. Okay, uh, he uh, has the opinion that uh, you're a snake in the grass and taking, uh, abusing the wrestling business that he has loved his well, whole life. That, and um, that's fine, and that's all fine and good. Bill uh, Dundee has given me his best shot several times, and uh, I'm still standing. And I believe he's saying that he's got one more for you, uh, Lucky. I don't know what's going to happen uh, yeah. in the area, but uh, okay. Uh, actually, uh, they're both suggesting that I end this podcast right now. Uh, 
You're going to listen to them? Well, You're going to be beholden to them? Well, You've got the up-and-coming star of the future. Uh, You're going to listen to these two stars uh, of the past. Well, you know, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. You're messing with history there, and uh, they're still um, well-respected and loved, and uh, you might give me a little trouble, Lucky, so I'm not going to rely on your uh, legal uh, pointers either. Uh, so... Uh, no, that's, that's, so that's your mistake. Not the Kevin Zion show. It's the yes, USA it Championship Wrestling. Saturday night, 10.30, Jackson, Tennessee. The title, I understand 8th. why Bill and Bert told me not to do this. And I thank you very much. Appreciate you. Are there, is there an immediate wish list or, or goals for Lucky P? Well, yeah, right now to show Doug Gilbert that he never should have turned on me and to lead Kevin Zion to the USA Heavyweight Championship. Because if Kevin Zion and I fought over the USA Heavyweight Championship so many times, imagine what we could do together with it. Well, what have you got going on with uh, LT Falk? LT Falk, I'll tell you, is another ingrate. LT Falk is somebody who was, it was all about LT Falk, the man of the future, with Lucky P. Larson Esquire last year. We were taking LT Falk to heights his career had not been in a long time, if ever. And then he was supposed to be at this Omen Arena show, and boom, he wasn't there. No idea what happened to him. No call, no phone call, no email, no text, no carrier pigeon, no mail, nothing. So I have no idea what's going on, and he doesn't show up to TV the next day. He's not there. So, fine, we move on. Kevin Zion and I reach an agreement, reach an understanding. USA Championship Wrestling becomes transformed into the Kevin Zion Show. I'm leading Kevin uh, Zion. Oh, Bert, did you tell Bert about that? It doesn't matter what Bert uh, Prentice thinks. Uh, it is the Kevin Zion Show, yeah. the age of Zion. Learn to live with it because that's what's happening. You know, and, and if everyone out there shuts up, they might learn something. It is the uh, Kevin Zion Show. And while I'm out there, LT Falk shows up unannounced, unbeknownst to anybody. He shows up and he turns on Kevin Zion and Trent Taylor, another guy I manage right now, up-and-coming young superstar. Uh, you know, I mostly manage right now Kevin Zion. Trent Taylor, Sean Hoodridge, the Cardiovascular Massacre, Athleticism Personified. You know, I've been fortunate to work with him on a couple of uh, NGW shows that were actually on Twitch. I was even involved in a combination Impact Wrestling NGW show where I managed Sean Hoodridge against Moose. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've, I've managed to do some pretty cool things. All right, if you're all out there and you're looking for a new roof, why don't you give Baker Roofing a call at 901-574-7775. And if you call that number, tell them the superstar told you to call, you'll get 10% off your new roof. Well, Bill, I know I got in trouble. We're having Lucky P on the podcast, but uh, I didn't know what to do. He was getting a lot of TV coverage, and uh, he kind of showed out and tried to get us kicked out of Jerry Lawler's barbecue in Cordova, but... Uh, he actually thought you and Lawler got together and was having us escorted out because we were doing the podcast with him on it. But uh, he didn't have very nice things to say about you. Well, it's all been said about me by a real man. So, luck, lucky Pierre, you luck to fix to go all bad because you've got Doug Gilbert mad at you. The superstar has never liked you. So, what I see you before Doug, I will punch your lights out, or if he sees. Or I see you, he will punch your lights out. So, lucky Pierre, you are now bad luck, Pierre. So, you're in for an ass kicking, boy. Well, Bill, looked like uh, Stone Cold had some uh, fond memories to say about you. Everybody doesn't talk about you bad. <laughs> well, you remember starting uh, training yeah. and working with Stone Cold? Well, yeah, this big blonde headed kid came from Dallas Tech, and Jarrett bought 
into the Dallas Tech, right? And we'd go down there every Friday. So I'd work with him a couple of times down there. Then he went to Jerry Jarrett and walked a full-time job. Jarrett hired him, brought him up to Memphis. And I worked six, seven nights a week with Stone Cold. Big, strong, athletic kid. But he wanted to learn, so he would ask you things. You tell him, he would listen. And that's how you learn. You can't do this business, but by yourself somebody has to teach it to you and I got the freaking hiccup again but that's all right so Stone Cold you you was a hell of a pupil so and a hell of a guy always nice to me so you get out of this life what you put in it so I, I was nice back to you tried to teach you all I knew about the wrestling business so hey Bill I, um, I was in Dallas uh, when Von Erichsville had it right before Jarrett came in and was around Stone Cold a little bit, working some independence around there, and he wouldn't have been able to order a, a, a McDonald's french fries the way he talked. Uh, I guess coming to Memphis, was that one of the key things that y'all, I guess no better place than to come to Memphis to learn how to trash talk. Well, that's it. And then you're around people who, somebody has to teach you this business. So if you say something wrong, and some old guy comes up and says, hey man, don't say that, this is how. So he listened. and. That is the main thing. He he wanted to learn. I wanted to help him. So it worked out good for both of us. I guess that's the bottom line. Bill, I'm used to uh, going places with you and so well loved and uh, thought of and uh, loved the superstar and the memories. And my memories go back that way too. But uh, I guess I only thought that you were heels here and there, here and there. But the more and more footage that I see, uh, either there's a whole hell of a lot more footage of you being a heel, or you were a heel more than I thought and remembered. Well, yeah, but I was technically the baby face. I mean, it was just, whatever we needed, Lawler would sometimes turn heel just because we needed one. And sometimes he'd want to stay baby face, so what I would do. So really that was the main thing, just get the spot filled. Because even, but just like today, the, they weren't falling off a truck every day. I mean, you know what I mean? If the good talent was hard to come by too, so Lawler was a good heel. I think I was pretty good heel, so it worked both ways. Good guy, bad guy, but I'd rather be in the heel, but for a longevity, I think you're better off being the good guy. You know, Bill, on the, uh, the Facebook group, uh, Superstar Bill Dundee, uh, more and more messages, oddly enough, the one item that people ask about is in those heel interviews when you would pull those big... 70s Elvis style, style glasses <laughs> off, and uh, they're clamoring for them. They're they're saying that they you know they want a pair of them. They want they want to get that pair for Grandpa for Christmas. And uh, well, I just got to you, you talking you about know, ask you. You see, water is hanging in my office is on that crown on with the, with the glasses on it. So, somebody's I mean, uh, uh, somebody's uh, there's a lot of people out there thirsty for those glasses. They may just have to make an offer. Take a picture of that little thing and put it on Facebook and see if anybody's still interested. Because. I have nothing that doesn't have a price on it. Whoa, okay. We'll have to... Everything I got for sale. Wow. You heard it right there from Superstar. See, here's the thing. When I say everything's for sale, it's not like... Because I know what would happen when I go to the big arena in the sky. Jamie Dundee would come through here with a big Mack truck or whatever you would think. It wouldn't take whatever he thinks, and he would sell it. So, I mean, they're mine. I paid for them. So, I mean, and I love Jamie to death, but... 
If anybody's going to sell them, it's going to be me. Okay, well, uh, be looking for Facebook or eBay, and we'll have some superstar 70s-style glasses. Yeah, the uh, Elvis one's the one he had, and the, the gold absolutely. ones. Absolutely, yeah. all right. Well, I don't know if they could afford them. <laughs> well, we'll find I out. tell everybody they're the ones Elvis had, right? Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. No, no, we're just joking, folks. No, but they are the ones that you uh, Superstar, would, yeah. would uh, sit in between. Lance would sit in between you and Lawler, and you'd yeah, cock back yeah. and that little smirky grin and zing a smart think, ass think, comment think back. It was just all that and the, you know, yeah. But anyway, that was what it was all about back then. Oh, good deal. All right, for all you chicken breeders out there, if you're looking for new chicken coops, you call Chicken Partners at telephone three three six three nine one. 9773 and you will get a hell of a deal and you'll get 10% off and tell them the superstar told you to call. This is Rex Luther wishing everyone a Merry Christmas. Here's a little snippet of the South Haven Intermediate Band playing Holiday Fiesta. How you doing, Superstar? Doing good. Am I talking back to you? This is an inside spot. All right, Superstar, I've been to understand you're at VCA Wrestling tonight in Memphis, Tennessee. Are you going to the tag team titles by yourself? No, I have a partner. Who is that partner? You got a mystery partner? I don't really know right this minute. Superstar Bill Dundee's Wrestling Memories right here, podcast. Um, Bill, we've been looking through some old videotapes and seeing some uh, angles that actually played out at the end of the year for Christmas, and uh, we're so close to Christmas. Uh, what about the tradition, always a, a big night? and Yeah, Christmas Day night, and nothing happened Christmas Eve, but Christmas Day night was always a big night, so... They built for that for the last three months of the, you know, the Christmas Day night. So they built for it, but it was always a big show. So I know that the Omni and Superdome and, yeah, and uh, Coliseum, yeah, they all worked it up. And we did it in Memphis. It was uh, nationwide. It was kind of a family tradition. People finished their festivities, ready to get out of the house and went down to wrestling. Yes, sir. Uh, so, pretty good yeah. payoff on Christmas yeah, Day, wasn't it? Christmas Day night was usually pretty good. Uh, but uh, did things uh, kind of tamper down after the first of the year normally? Yeah. And slow down a little bit till spring? Well, it depends what you had hot, too. If you could keep something hot, that was usually pretty good. But the holiday time and New Year, so, yeah. But Christmas Day night was always a big night, then we would get ready to go again. Were you a fan of uh, Santa Claus in the crowd angles? Or... <laughs> no. No, no, I didn't think I so. I did one with Coco one time just for the hell of it. Cause it... <laughs> anyway, it was... You have to watch what you say today, people. With a black Santa Claus, that was the deal of the thing. And 
Anyway, it, it, it got over. <laughs> All right. But we won't go any further than that. Just <laughs> but you know but why uh, does Santa have to be white? That, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? How do we really know? We don't. Right. But, um... So I, I did that's up for debate. I dressed Coco up, and he was Santa Claus, so that was, but it worked. Well, well that's all that counts. Bill, I, I'm looking at all your messages and letters and cards and emails and messages on Facebook and Twitter, and people always recount their memories, and every now and then somebody will ask, you know, I, I graduated, I worked here, worked there, had children, grandchildren. They might slip in there, uh, Superstar, you still working, you still wrestling, or... When are you going to retire? I thought you'd be retired by now. Well, what would, you, what would you do? Sit home on the couch? And I still enjoy doing it. The people still, I think, enjoy coming to see me. So as long as them two things are going, I'm going well, to keep going for Bill might, ever. People might uh, golf or fish or work part-time, not go out and get hit in the head with chairs or do flying maneuvers. Uh. Well, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but... Anyway, I, I still enjoy doing it, so as long as I still enjoy, enjoy doing it, I'm going to keep doing it. Well, uh, a couple weeks ago, I actually said something to you about that, and um, kind of looked at me mean, and I'll be damned if the next week you didn't go out and win another pair of tag team championships with Mike the Radio Clark at VCA Wrestling. Well, I talked to the kid in the back, so I couldn't go out and let, it, let him down. We had to win, so well, we won. A, and I was uh, pretty amazed at that, and... The next Saturday, you go and win. Last Saturday, you went out and won the Southern Heavyweight Championship once again from Joey Corman at uh, Pro Wrestling Mid-South Wrestling in Dyersburg, Tennessee. Um, and Joey's a good guy, too. I mean, let's put it this way. He made a mistake, and I capitalized. That's how you, you win. That's uh, the experience. Right. Took it over. Well, uh, somebody uh, said you made a comment on the way out. I'm taking this belt back where it belongs. Yeah. So it's kind of funny that uh, at age 75, you pick up the Southern Heavyweight title and bring it back to Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, I see it sitting here on your desk right now and right. polished up. So uh, I'm not going to even ask you with two championships and two different leagues about 2019 on your plans because I, it looks like you've sent a message to the world of wrestling what you're going to do. Yeah, we'll still defend or do whatever. But here's the thing, 1975... I wrestled Jerry Lawler the first time for that heavyweight championship. Didn't beat the sucker back then, but I got away from a time or two, so now I have it. If he wants it, he, well, he needs to come find me. You've had it a few times, uh, but from 75 to 18, that's a 43-year time span there. Yeah. You've still got the championship. Uh, think Lawler might be on it? Yeah, you never know. He his ego is as big as mine, maybe bigger. So he would like to have it one more time. Now, seriously, uh, you've been getting together a contest uh, for the Superstar Bill Dundee School of Wrestling coming up in 2019, and um, I understand we're going to be uh, unveiling some more information. But it's people submitting videos and uh, essays, and they're going to have to do a little work, not just show up to uh, get handpicked by you. Right. The name of the game is wrestling, not not. Up flying through the air, so I mean, and I don't know how it got like that, but the kids today seem to think of the jump diving off the top rope, that trust. I'm not saying that doesn't happen in prof professional wrestling, but, but we're going back to the mat. So if you want to come to the Dundee school, you better learn how to wrestle because I'm going to teach it to you. And there, uh, there's already one video, they're going to be unleashing a couple more on YouTube. 
giving all the uh, information. You can follow Superstar Build Undy Facebook group and uh, get all the information about how following up and being a finalist and being handpicked and work with the Superstar Build Undy. Well, there's a few done that before, and they all went up bigger, better thing. When the rock came in here, his name was Flag Flag Scavana. I worked with him for the first six months. He was here. Oh, Look at him, biggest movie star in the world today. I should have been nicer to him, huh? Yeah, and you know what, uh, Mike Radio Clark, your tag team partner from from last week, uh, was uh, pulling that up on the internet about the Rock. So uh, maybe he's got big big plans. But uh, you'll also be back at VCA Wrestling in Memphis on January fifth, defending those titles. And uh, I think you're getting the information now, the next couple of days about your title defenses for the Southern Heavyweight title. We'll let everybody know where you're at. But uh, follow Superstar Build Dundee Group on Facebook. All right. Thank you, Lance. And we'll shine up them belts and take them to the ring and bring them back, I hope. Bill, I'm looking at all your messages and letters and cards and emails and messages on Facebook and Twitter, and people always recount their memories, and every now and then somebody will ask, you know, I, I graduated, I worked here, worked there, had children, grandchildren. They might slip in there, uh, superstar, you still working, you still wrestling, or when are you going to retire? I thought you'd be retired by now. Well, what, would you, what would you do, sit home on the couch? And I still enjoyed doing it. The people still, I think, enjoy coming to see me so as long as them two things are going i'm going well, to keep going for people might ever. people might uh golf or fish or work part-time not go out and get hit in the head with chairs or do flying maneuvers uh, well yeah i understand what you're saying but anyway i i still enjoy doing it so as long as i still enjoy doing it, i'm gonna keep doing it well uh a couple weeks ago, I actually said something to you about that and um, kind of looked at me mean, and I'll be damned if the next week you didn't go out and win another pair of tag team championships with Mike the Radio Clark at VCA Wrestling. Well, I talked to the kid in the back, so I couldn't go out and let, it, let him down. We had to win, so well, we won. A, and I was uh, pretty amazed at that, and the next Saturday, you go and win. Last Saturday, you went out and won the Southern Heavyweight Championship once again from Joey Corman at uh, Pro Wrestling Mid-South Wrestling in Dyersburg, Tennessee. Um, and Joey's a good guy too. I mean, let's put it this way. He made a mistake and I capitalized. That's how you, you win. That's uh, the experience. Right. Took it over. Well, uh, somebody uh, said you made a comment on the way out. I'm taking this belt back where it belongs. Yeah. So it's kind of funny that uh, at age 75, you pick up the Southern Heavyweight title and bring it back to Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, I see it sitting here on your desk right now, right. polished up. So uh, I'm not going to even ask you with two championships and two different leagues about 2019 on your plans because I, it looks like you've sent a message to the world of wrestling of what you're going to do. Yeah, we'll still defend or do whatever. But here, the thing, 1975, I wrestled Jerry Lawler the first time for that heavyweight championship. Didn't beat the sucker back then, but I'd got away from a time or two, so now I have it. If he wants it, he, well, he you, needs to come find me. You've had it a few times, uh, but from 75 to 18, that's a 43-year time span there. Yeah. You've still got the championship. Uh, think Lawler might be on it? 
Yeah, you never know. He, his ego is as big as mine, maybe bigger, so he would like to have it one more time. Now, seriously, uh, you've been getting together a contest uh, for the Superstar Bill Dundee School of Wrestling coming up in 2019. And um, I understand we're going to be uh, unveiling some more information, but it's people submitting videos and uh, essays, and they're going to have to do a little work, not just show up to uh, get handpicked by you. Right. The name of the game is wrestling, not, not up flying through the air. So, I mean, and I don't know how it got like that, but the kids today seem to think of the jump diving off the top rope without trust. I'm not saying that doesn't happen in prof- professional wrestling. But, but we're going back to the mat. So if you want to come to the Dundee School, you better learn how to wrestle because I'm going to t- teach it to you. And there, uh, there's already one video. They're going to be unleashing a couple more on YouTube, giving all the uh, information. You can follow Superstar Bill Dundee Facebook group and uh, get all the information about how following up and being a finalist and being handpicked and work with the Superstar Bill Dundee. Well, there's a few done that before, and they all went up bigger, better thing. When the rock came in here, his name was Flag Flag Scavana. I worked with him for the first six months he was here. Yeah. Look at him, biggest movie star in the world today. I'm sure it'd be nicer to him, huh? Yeah, and you know what? Sure. Uh, Mike Radio Clark, your tag team partner from, from last week, uh, was uh, pulling that up on the Internet about the rock. So uh, maybe he's got big, big plans. But uh, you'll also be back at VCA Wrestling in Memphis on January 5th defending those titles. And uh, I think you're getting the information now the next couple of days about your title defenses for the Southern Heavyweight title. We'll let everybody know where you're at. But uh, follow Superstar Bill Dundee Group on Facebook. All right. Thank you, Lance. And we'll shine up them belts and take them to the ring and bring them back, I hope. All right. Well, uh, Superstar Bill Dundee here in the end of the year has won the VCA uh, Tag Team Championships, and again, last week, the Southern Heavyweight Championship one more time. But really what you had planned for 2019 is taking some uh, hand-picked, chosen students and doing what you do best, and that's trade that information and pass that, that along to the next generation. Got a contest coming up. They can go to the YouTube cha- uh, Superstar Build Undy channel, and there's a few clips on there that gives information to send a video if you're already working or an essay of why you want to get into wrestling. And then that's going to be reviewed by um, uh, a, uh, uh, a couple of uh, wrestling's greatest minds, hand select those and pass them along to Bill Dundee. Now that's where you come in, Bill. You're going to take a look at it. Whoever steps out to you, you're going to offer them an opportunity to enter the Superstar Bill Dundee School of Wrestling. Um, yeah, no. Here's the thing with the, there used to be wrestling, what could you say, 30, 30 of them all over America. I know it ain't that today. Most people shoot for Vince, but there's still people that run wrestling shows like, I mean, the, what we do on a Saturday and a Friday night, they're still around, and that's where you start. So any young kid that has a video sends in, like you said, pick them out, and if, uh, if we could take them to our wrestling school and teach them. Now, psychology is the thing of this business. Well, That's what people ain't teaching today. These days, most people do a slam bam, uh, take your money, show you a couple moves, and put you on the main event, ready to roll. And that's what's you know kind of gone off the tracks. Right. Now, what you're going to give them are, are the fundamentals, the basics of the moves, but you are going to move more into the psychology and 
the reasoning the, why the hell you're right. doing this and the, that's yeah. the main thing why did you do this why did you do that i mean just i mean the bear can wrestle but it can't think so that's what you this is this you know you the, the psychology is what makes this work and um it's not going to be an overnight deal though they're going to have to earn their old stripes now there's right. not as many opportunities to work like in the old territory right. days but there's no reason to shortcut their training no i mean and if somebody doesn't teach you you don't learn it's like when you're driving a car i mean you, you can get behind the wheel of a car when you're 15 but if nobody's showing you what to do it'd take a while you'll probably run off in the ditch a time or two now, uh, there's information on that uh, channel on YouTube, the uh, Superstar Build ND channel, but also in Facebook the next day or two, there's going to be uh, information posted on the Superstar Build ND Facebook group with uh, more details about where to send everything to. And then uh, after your selection, should be March 1st, the finalists should be notified of 2019 and uh, get ready to, to start their year off right in training. Hey, you mentioned the bear could wrestle. Did you ever have an opportunity to wrestle ginger or one of them first sisters yeah them thing i never really particularly cared for it but yeah i've been in there a time or two with him about three times i mean not the, most of the guys volunteered really yeah they'd well let me work with him you know so did it and some of them didn't want to work with him and i let's well, okay i'll wrestle him but <laughs> yeah it's fun and it's different but if the bear wants to do whatever he wants to do he just does all right thanks bye